0: It's
1: Well, welcome once again to the Florida Fun Podcast, your destination for Florida fun. My name is Josh. I'm your host. We want to thank you for being involved in the podcast. You guys are amazing, as always. Today is Monday, March 7th, 2022. Uh This is episode 28, and it's going to be a conversation with a new guest to our show. Her name is Katie Logan, and she's going to tell us all about the low-tox lifestyle and how we can all be a little bit healthier, because I think we can all use to be a little bit healthier. Um... Before I get into all that, I want to let you know that uh, how you can get involved in the program, how you can tell us what direction you want to take the show in, and it's very, very easy. All you have to do is get a hold of us via email. Uh, the email address is floridafundpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, and we are at floridafund6 on Twitter. Instagram and Pinterest are both available for you as well. And those are both at Florida Fun Podcast. Remember, on the Instagram page, you do have the Florida Fun Podcast live video series. I just posted some uh, images today, a video today. Uh, We did an unboxing of a T-shirt that I got from one of our sponsors. Uh, So there's a lot of information going up there all the time. So you can certainly feel free uh, to check those out. So we certainly appreciate you guys uh, following us and being involved in the podcast at all times. So before we get a little farther into it, I want to bring on my first guest. Uh, her name is Katie Logan. Katie, how are you tonight?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on.
1: Good, thank you. Well, can I call you Katie?
0: Yes. Yep. That's what I go by. My real name's Catherine, but I go by Katie.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, very good. Well, I, I, my my full name is Joshua, but I go by Josh. So I, I feel you. I, I, we're in the same boat there. <laughs> yep. So I'm very fascinated, and, and I know you and I have kind of messaged back and forth a couple times, But I'm fascinated by, by the whole low-tox idea. What does that mean, basically, to someone who has no idea what's going on?
0: So low-tox actually kind of stands for low-toxin lifestyle, and it's basically just learning about all of the toxins that we come into contact with every day, whether it's through our environment, through our food, through our products. Um, and trying to reduce that because we all carry a certain level of toxicity in our bodies and what i've learned is that everyone kind of has this breaking point essentially and unfortunately i don't know of a way to figure out you know what each individual person's breaking point would be so you want to just try to constantly be Eliminating toxins from your body and also reducing the amount going in. So that's kind of what it's all about. Um, and I'm I'm relatively new to it. It's been probably about nine months since I started really changing my life and my family's life, but it's been amazing so far.
1: Now, how did you how did you get into this? What what triggered this for you?
0: So it's funny. My husband and I were talking about that the other night, and it's like it's very hard to pinpoint exactly what, um, one thing led us to this. It's kind of been a long journey. So in 2019, my dad actually passed away from cancer after a year long battle. And, um, about a year later, almost to the day, the same month in November, my husband was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Oh,
1: no.
0: Um, and thankfully he's, he's doing well. He's, has undergone treatment for that. And we're so blessed that he's doing well. Um, and then that just combined with obviously COVID and everything that started happening in 2020, um, I just, we started looking into a lot of things, doing a lot of research, going down a lot of rabbit holes. And that just kind of led me into this world of the low toxic lifestyle.
1: Wow. Well, I'm sorry to, sorry to hear about your dad, by the way. I've, uh, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, you're right. I mean, COVID affected all of us. Um, is there, a, cause you know, the podcast is all about Florida, the Florida Fun podcast. It, how, how would people in Florida specifically be able to, are there products that are more available to us here in Florida? Things that you found that are not national chains, maybe local products that you've used?
0: Um, well, I haven't, I can't say really anything specifically to Florida per se. um, One of the things that I think people would probably be able to find anywhere is local honey is a huge thing. Honey has so many benefits. um, And especially if you're able to get some locally um, produced honey, it can really help with things like seasonal allergies um, and just kind of dealing with the things in your particular area.
1: Well, I know that that changes from area to area and the local honey is, you know, has the, 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 um, the bees in the particular area pulling those nectars from the particular flowers and people can build up immunities to those, uh, allergies. So I've, my, uh, my wife has allergies like that and that's certainly something that helps her. Um, what, so how, how should we all be living? I mean, I know we've talked a little bit about the low toxic lifestyle and, and what angles should we all take? How should we be a little bit healthier? What are some changes that we can make to our lives?
0: So for me, the biggest change has been in our food. Um, We went from literally eating out probably at least one meal a day to now we hardly ever eat out and cook all our meals at home, um, focus on a whole food diet. So basically trying to eliminate a lot of processed foods and just cooking things from scratch and buying whole foods to make your meals, which it's very time consuming and cumbersome. I'm not going to lie. Sure. It does take, a. it's a lot harder to do that versus just running through drive through for dinner, but it's so rewarding. It's so worth it. Like I have two girls, um, four and one and a half, and it's just so fulfilling to me to know that I'm raising them to not only just, Be healthier, but to actually kind of train their palates to enjoying vegetables and fruits, and um, you know, even like the bread we buy is different. Versus, I grew up on white bread, wonder bread, um, and Ah, now
1: sure, we all did absolutely,
0: yes. Now I know that that's you know, not necessarily the best, and so. Our family eats, we love Ezekiel bread. Um,
1: okay, I've heard of that, yeah.
0: Yeah, most grocery stores have it. It's it's actually found usually in the refrigerated or freezer section, um, not the bread aisle, but that's a sprouted grain bread, and it's organic, and it's just so much, so much better for you in terms of nutrition and helping your body. Our bodies were designed to heal, which is just such a blessing. It's amazing that, you know, we can kind of do all this stuff to our bodies and we, we still heal. We still keep going every day. So very thankful for that.
1: You know, my, my wife is a nurse and that's something that I, I work in a restaurant myself. So I, I understand. I mean, I see food all day long. So I'm always around. I try to eat as healthy as I possibly can. And surprise, I'm not 450 pounds right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, my wife's a nurse and, and she's often told me about, you know, people that have had these conditions, these illnesses that had surgery. And that you see them later and you're just stunned that they, you know, were able to recover from, you know, some really invasive surgery and that that she had agreed with that, that the body does heal itself. And, you know, that's that's been shocking for me, too, is, is you know, to see really how much we have and how much we're given and how much it just kind of we just leave things alone, just let things happen. Things don't take over on their own.
0: Yes. Yeah, I've gotten dabbling into I'm no expert but dabbling into more holistic medicines and options for healing you know when we do get sick because you could be the the healthiest most low toxic person you're still gonna get a cold from time to time or, or certain you know illnesses will still happen and it's not like that you can 100% eliminate that but it's how your body is able to recover from that and um, it, it's true that In our society today, we have a lot of Band-Aids, a lot of Band-Aid fixes for things. And it's really amazing to just be learning about all these ways to just truly heal our bodies from the inside out.
1: What are some of your favorite holistic remedies and, and what do you use them for?
0: So one thing that I never liked before is tea, herbal teas. But now we have like a huge collection of different herbal teas in my house. Um, And there's so many, I mean, you can just go to really any store, but specifically if you go to like a Whole Foods or a Sprouts type place, they have just a huge selection of herbal teas that, that can help with so many various things. Um, and thankful thankfully, we're in this age where we have information at our fingertips and we can go on the internet, even while you're standing at the store and just Google, you know, if you see an herb you don't know, just Google what is that herb, you know, helpful for and or what herbs help with, you know, gut health or mental health, anxiety, different things. And we're able to just get those instant answers.
1: So you're more a believer in the dietary controls the rest of the body, yeah?
0: Yes, definitely. I mean, there are a lot of changes that we've made in our household too, which I think those don't necessarily help you to heal, like changing out, you know, the laundry detergent, our soaps, our cleansers, um, you know, eliminating various air fresheners and things like that. Those don't necessarily help you to heal, but they, you know, prevent you from having that toxic burden i think you have to heal from the inside out though so diet is absolutely the best way to go
1: now i've seen you post on instagram that's where we first met was on instagram and i've seen you post what what's the uh, how can people find you on instagram
0: so on instagram i actually have two handles so i have my main account right now is called sugar spice and sparkle and so i've actually been blogging for seven years now i think and um I've gone through a, a lot of different categories and now I decided to start another account called low talks mommy. And that's where I'm going to be focusing all of this content um, that I had started sharing with sugar, spice and sparkle. But I think I'm going to keep that more lifestyle focus. Um, Cause I love sharing about my girls and my family and our, our adventures here in central Florida.
1: What part of central Florida are you in?
0: We're in Orlando.
1: In Orlando. Do you like it there?
0: Yes, I'm born and raised here. I'm never leaving if I have any say-so in it.
1: Okay, so you're a Florida girl. That's awesome. That's great. I, I also was born in Florida, so that's that's so fantastic. That's a great link there.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, where were you born?
1: I was born in St. Petersburg.
0: Okay, and you're in Jacksonville now, yes, right? Yes, ma'am.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. I sure am. Yeah, um, we have
0: some family up in Jacksonville, so we kind of know the area. It's very nice up
1: there. We have a, a, a lot of restaurants out here. And, and I, I know you, you were kind of moving away from the restaurant eating and that you try to eat as little as possible. And, and I mean, we're the same boat, you know what I mean? A, you don't know what's in the food and B, it's very expensive. Um, are there any restaurants you would recommend that are a little more low tox, a little easier on the body? Or are you kind of totally turned off by them now?
0: No, I mean, there's definitely times where, you know, you're just out for the day and you, you got to eat. So we end up getting food places. So one of our favorite places is called Clean Juice. I don't know if you guys have that in Jacksonville.
1: Mm-mm. No, I'm not sure what that is.
0: Um, So it's a chain. They have it around the country as far as I know. But it's a kind of a it's a juice shop mainly, but they also have smoothies, wraps, um, sandwiches. And actually, it's a completely organic store. So everything that they sell is organic, made with organic ingredients. So we love that. Um, they don't do a lot of added sugars or things like that. So that's one of our favorite places to go if we usually for breakfast or something. Um, in terms of being low-tox, it's very hard to find restaurants that would be low-tox because take, for example, um, cooking oils. So vegetable oil, canola oil, other seed oils, those are actually highly inflammatory um, oils, which those are the most common use. We prefer to use coconut oil, avocado oil, ov- olive oil, um, things like that for cooking at home. So that's one way where even if you're eating healthy while you're eating out, you probably aren't gonna be able to avoid those things just because the restaurant industry is gonna probably be using canola oil um in everything.
1: Sure. So it's but about we do, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. It's about being better than you were not necessarily being perfect, correct?
0: Yeah, it's 100%. I mean, there are people out there who, you know, probably are pretty close to perfect in terms of their diets, but that's not us. I mean, we have two young kids. We're not going to just stay at home all day. We've got to get out, <laughs> live a fun life, visit with family, you know, we still if we go to family's house, we will still eat the food that they make we're not gonna turn our noses up at that or anything um but i think with this lifestyle or really any healthier lifestyle i kind of go by the 80 20 rule you know it's what you're doing every day what are your habits what do you you know kind of fall back to as your day-to-day life that's what really matters you know if you go to a birthday party and you eat a piece of chocolate cake that's from you know publix or wherever that's, that's not going to do you in. It's if you're eating McDonald's, you know, bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit for breakfast every day, which I was probably pretty close to doing, and that was not leading me down a good path.
1: I got you. I got you. Now, you had told me that you were the author of a meal plan. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah, I just recently started a couple months ago sending out a um, a weekly meal plan to anyone who wants to sign up. So if you go to my Instagram in my bio, I have the link right there to sign up. It's totally free. And I don't spam anyone with emails. It's literally one email a week. And I just share my meal plan and links to the recipes and any um, swaps that I may make. So for example, if it has, um, you know, calls for milk or something, I will call out that we use a vegan milk because we are dairy free right now in my house. (laughs) Hopefully that's a temporary change. But that's another story. Um, So yes, anyone can sign up. And I just send that out because I know the struggle of creating a meal plan. It's hard to sit down and come up with seven meals every week that we're going to, you know, have for dinner. But I learned once I started cooking at home that it's really hard to just fly by the seat of your pants and figure out what you're going to make every day. It just, then you just end up being like, let's just go out because, it's too hard. So I've gotten better at actually sitting down every Sunday, and I make our meal plan. Um, and I actually send it out on Fridays so that I cook most of the meals through the week. And then if anything doesn't really turn out, I don't recommend that meal because I only want to recommend like the best options for everyone.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, what are some of your favorite meals that you make it on?
0: Recently, we've really been loving this um fajita chicken that I make, which is just chicken breast seasoned with, you know, chili powder, onion powder, garlic powder, all of those good things. And um peppers, red and yellow peppers made with coconut aminos, which coconut aminos is a really great option instead of using soy sauce. Um It just has so many benefits and tastes absolutely delicious, so... We enjoy that. Um, we eat a lot of steak. We love steak also cooked with coconut aminos. Pretty much coconut aminos taste good on anything, which I had never heard of those, you know, six months ago, <laughs> but now I'm a huge fan and um, yeah, we just have been learning a lot and changing things up as, as we take on new information.
1: So what seasonings do you use? Is there any that, that you would suggest?
0: I always try to buy organic. I try to buy organic for everything because um, so if, you're, if your food and things are not organic, they can be sprayed with a lot more pesticides. There's over 900 different synthetic pesticides um, that can be used in the food industry. And for organic, it's not perfect, but there are only 25 pesticides that they can use and they're not synthetic. So, you know, it goes back to we do the best we can. You know, I've, I've talked about that before on Instagram and gotten comments or messages like, well, organic still has pesticides. And it's like, yes, it does. But it's you know, it's a lot better, I'm going to choose 25 pesticides over 900, so I always try to buy organic, but for spices, um, yeah, we love, I would say probably garlic on everything, we just use a ton of garlic, <laughs> onion powder, chili powder, um, paprika is another good one, what else do I use, I feel like I'm forgetting one, Um, thyme, oregano, although cilantro we've used a ton of cilantro lately so a lot of good stuff
1: is there when you do all this you're, you're buying organic spices correct yes okay are there ever any that you find that you can't use you can't access organic spices and then what happens how do you replace them
0: um i don't think there's any that i haven't been able to find organic actually
1: Okay. okay.
0: If I if I'm at the store, like so for example, last week. So I usually shop at Walmart for my groceries. Um, my Walmart, every Walmart is different. Like I have two Walmarts that are probably equidistant from my house. One has amazing options in terms of organic foods and um, things like that, and the other one hardly has anything. So it really depends on the area you live, I guess. But the one Walmart that I go to typically has a lot of organic options at a good price. Um, But like last week, they didn't have bell peppers for one of my meals that were organic. And bell peppers are actually on this list called the Dirty Dozen, which um, there's a group that does testing on produce every year. And they come out with a list of the top 12 kind of worst offenders in terms of testing positive for different pesticides. So bell peppers are on that list. I really like to buy those organic, but they didn't have it. I'm a mom with two little kids. I'm not going to be going around to a million different stores, so sure. I bought the I bought the regular peppers. Um <laughs> I didn't like it, but you know, it goes back to like it's one meal out of our life, so Well,
1: like we said, do better than you did before, right? I think that's yes. a big thing that we all can do whether it's you know, eating healthier, whether it's trying harder at work, losing weight, quitting smoking, whatever it might be, just do better than you did the day before and you're going to eventually get to that goal.
0: Yes. And that's one of the things that I have been sharing on my Instagram every week on the weekend, either Saturday or Sunday, I share a simple swap. And so my hope is that people will be able to see that each week and each week make that change. You know, and then the next week, add on the next change. So little baby steps that will add up to a big difference in the end.
1: You know, um, for me personally, I, I have IBS and I've been on the FODMAP diet. And that's been something that really has changed my life for years. You know, I felt horrible. I felt like garbage. I, I, everything I ate made my stomach hurt. And, and so I changed my diet at the, you know, the request of my doctor. And that really has changed. Turn things around. Have you seen anyone or had anyone told you stories about changing their diet, changing the way and how they feel better, how it's affected their lives?
0: Yes. So I mean, myself um, and also my husband. Actually, he has struggled for years with just a very like bloated and just uncomfortable feeling after eating. And we actually were doing the FODMAP diet for a while and didn't really notice a change. And so, um, just kind of fell off of that and, you know, went on and then years later found out about this low tox, and that has solved all of our issues. And just, you know, bloating is not really something that we deal with, with this way of life. Um, which is amazing. Like I didn't even know for me personally, I didn't even realize that I had a lot of bloating but since I've been doing this low-tox diet and lifestyle I see like after you eat a meal you shouldn't really be feeling kind of that gross feeling food should be our fuel it should be nurturing our bodies and making us feel energized and you know there's always like people go out for a big meal and then you feel like oh I just want to lay down and take a nap it's like that's not how it should be you know I mean I still if Really, I notice it a lot if we eat out. Um, I notice that feeling coming back of like, oh, I just need a nap after that meal. <laughs>
1: oh Yeah, I've been there. Been there many times yeah. myself. Absolutely. Uh, Katie, you're interesting. You're fascinating. I love talking to you. Um, yeah. You know, every time on the episode, we do a trivia question. You want to answer a trivia question with me? Oh, okay. I'll try. All right. Fantastic. So it is time for trivia time. We do one every single episode, and we'll see what you know about the state you live in. So we're talking about food. Of all the foods known to the state of Florida, which one of these iconic foods are not associated with the state of Florida? All right. Is it A, blue crab, B, key lime pie, C, conch fritters, or D, kumquats? If you had to guess, Katie, what do you think the answer would be?
0: Well, I was definitely going to say A, but then the kumquats threw me. I'm not sure.
1: You think it might be A? I'm going with A. All right. Let's see. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Well, we're going to get the answers for you guys in just a moment. We're going to continue our conversation with Katie Logan. It's fascinating. Um, how? uh What success stories have you had personally in your life? Have you had anyone tell you that you know they have they've changed your life? That you, how does this affect people around you?
0: Yeah. I mean, basically, for my own family, we have just experienced such an amazing change in terms of our energy, in terms of the way we feel, um, in terms of the way we look, all positive changes. Um, I've had people on Instagram reach out and say, oh, hey, I started buying this. Like, for example, one of the things I shared about was the different types of eggs at the grocery store. You know, you've probably noticed there's like a million different cartons of eggs with all these different labels yeah. and what do they mean and some are $2 and some are $8 and <laughs> why is that and so i shared a post going going through that i'll jump to the punchline i guess you could say and tell you the best is organic pasture raised eggs pretty much the most expensive one but they are much more nutritious um, and provide much higher nutritional value
1: now why is that um, why I've is had... that
0: so conventional eggs come from hens who are likely crammed into a very crowded uh, barn, right? And they feed on corn and soy feed, which corn and soy are both GMO crops, which means that they're genetically modified to be able to withstand the spraying of glyphosate, which is one of the worst pesticides out there, but unfortunately very widely used. And it's very widely known to be harmful to our health but it's not outlawed in this country for whatever reason so the chickens are feeding on this pesticide laced feed they're crammed into a barn so they're being fed antibiotics to combat whatever's going on in there and so they're producing tons and tons of eggs but the eggs have very little nutritional value they're very high in omega-3s um, and just, you know, not the best. And you also hear, you hear like, if you eat a lot of eggs, you know, if you have high cholesterol, you shouldn't eat so many eggs, you shouldn't eat too much red meat. And, you know, that's not the whole truth. If you're eating the right type of eggs and the right type of red meat, it's not going to be detrimental to your health. So that's kind of one of the, one of the things that I've learned with this lifestyle is a lot of what we're told and what we believe as truth there's another side to it you know it's not a blatant lie but there's another side to it so that's what you kind of have to relearn and rewire your brain but back to the eggs so you'll see free range eggs or cage-free eggs those are essentially just a marketing term you know the the it's the same type of feed same with the um hens are more crowded but They do have a requirement of each hen. They have to have two square feet per hen. Okay, but now let's jump to pasture raised. Pasture raised means that the hens are likely out for at least the daytime hours out on a pasture, just being chickens, you know, eating worms, bugs digging in the dirt i guess playing chicken games playing tag exactly and to be considered a pasture-raised egg it has to come from a farm where they have at least 108 square feet per hen wow so we're talking about two versus 108 square feet um and so then if you layer organic on top of that that means that it's on a farm that is certified organic so there are no pesticides used on the pasture that they would be feeding on
1: no, oh, yeah, I can, I can see the difference. You know, I, I wondered about that myself because like, you, like you were on FODMAP like me and, and so, uh, you're kind of limited as to what you can eat. I'm dairy free as well. I haven't eaten dairy in probably several years now and it really changed my life. And, uh, especially when we go to the theme parks, uh, you know, we hit Disney, we hit SeaWorld, we hit Universal, we hit Legoland, we hit all that kind of stuff. It can be really hard when, I mean, my daughter is gluten free, I'm gluten free and dairy free. Um, how would you survive in a theme park? How would you? How would you? To link that back into the into the stow topic, how would you go low tox or or eat clean in a theme park? What would what would you look for? How would you do that?
0: Yeah, it, I agree. It's very challenging um, because you just aren't sure. You know, when you go, you're not sure what they're going to be able to accommodate or have for you. So we so my daughter, my youngest daughter is dairy-free. Um she just has her whole life has had just this intolerance to dairy and we're hoping to be able to to work that into her diet. Um and then my husband right now is dairy-free and gluten-free for the diet that he's on. Um but yeah, so we we know the struggle basically. Absolutely. So at a theme park, um I know Disney in particular, I'm not as familiar with the other theme parks, um, like allergy, way they handle allergies. But I know Disney is very good at if you ask, you know, they're usually able to provide a separate menu with allergy friendly options. But again, that's not always easy to, you know, take that extra step of time. So we usually would pack our own lunch to bring or at least pack something to have so that, you know, even if they can only offer you a French fry or something yeah. that you would be able to eat, at least you have something. But um always, it kind of goes back to just always looking for the whole foods, you know, if they have fruits available, getting that or if they have vegetables, you know, just have to make sure they're not slathered in butter or something if you're dairy free but asking for those more whole food options and trying to avoid the more processed things. Even a lot of times we'll get burgers and just do no bun. And usually usually a burger is pretty safe.
1: Right, right. Um, But
0: if you're going to try and get like chicken tenders, I mean, you really are gonna have to ask them what it's made with.
1: I know there's always hidden ingredients and in everything. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, I was just kind of wondering from your point of view, because it's been a struggle for us as well. And, and you're right. You know, a lot of times if we go on vacation or we go out of town for whatever, we make our own food or we'll stay in a hotel room that has a kitchen and we'll make our own food. Maybe we'll make breakfast in the morning, go play in a theme park, come back, have lunch in our hotel room, go play for a while, come back and then have our own dinner. So um, I'm, I'm right there with you, sister. I'm, I'm right there in the same boat with you.
0: Yeah, it's a struggle. And it's definitely it's a a change of life and sort of um, just a change of priorities. You know, I think it's an adjustment because the way of the world of our culture is like, it's all about fun. You know, you want to go and you want to have fun and you want convenience, you want everything quick and easy. And it's kind of a return to the older way, the traditional way, the way our grandmother's lived you know they spent a lot of their time in the kitchen cooking meals for their family and you know it's when you're on vacation especially it can be hard because it's like oh I want to break from the cooking but um you know it just finding other ways to relax and unwind and even finding the joy in cooking and enjoying the process of creating nutritious meals for your family it can be very rewarding
1: absolutely absolutely katie you are fascinating thank you for your time We're, let's find out the answer now you thought the answer was blue crab right you thought that was the answer yeah. to the most the one that doesn't fit all right guys i'm going to read the question for you one more time see if you and katie have the same answer i'm not sure if that's right or not let's see right, our trivia question was, of all the foods known to the state of Florida, which one of these iconic foods are not associated with the state of Florida? Is it A, blue crab, B, key lime pie, C, conch fritters, or D, kumquats? And Katie thinks it's A, blue crab, and Katie is absolutely correct. It is blue crab state of Florida is known for having stone crabs, not blue crabs. Blue crabs are found in colder water. So very good, ma'am. Congratulations. You got it right.
0: Oh, I'm a good Floridian after all.
1: You are a good Floridian. Well, thank you so much for your time. We certainly appreciate it. Um, Tell people how they can get a hold of you, how they can get involved in uh, all your knowledge and wisdom and your experience. We'd love to be able to share that on, on air for you.
0: Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, so like I said, Instagram's really my main platform. So you can find me over there on sugar, spice and sparkle. And I'll have links to everything else from there. Um, I'm also on YouTube. You can search Katie Logan and I have a couple videos up already specifically about the low tox lifestyle. I go very in depth on food ingredients and personal care ingredients. So if you want to get started with learning more about reading ingredient labels and um, product labels. Those are hopefully very helpful um, informational videos. And I have a lot more planned, so make sure you subscribe. That's Katie Logan on YouTube. And um, sign up for my meal plan through my Instagram bio.
1: Fantastic. There she is, ladies and gentlemen, with a fantastic Katie Logan. Katie, thank you again for your time. We certainly appreciate you joining us.
0: Thank you so much for having me. This was thank fun. Thank you
1: very much. And hey guys, we're going to call that an episode. We want to thank Katie Logan for her time, for joining us this evening. We want to let you know you can always be involved in the program, just like Miss Katie Logan was. Uh, you can reach out to us at any time via email. We are at floridafunpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you hit that Twitter as well. That's going to be at floridafun Six. And again, Instagram and Pinterest are going to be the same. That is at Florida Fun Podcast. Remember, Instagram is the home of our Florida Fun Podcast live video series. You can check out our videos at any time. We uh, keep up with where we are, what we're doing. Guys, get out there. Have some Florida fun. Thank you again, Katie. We appreciate it. Have a great day. And uh, we'll definitely see you out there.